Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFAX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. On today's episode, recorded 27th of January 2021, I have my father Don Stewart with me in the studio. He's the founding principal here at Stewart Group. Don joined the financial services industry in 1974, and in 1987, on the 27th of January, exactly 34 years ago, he established D.L. Stewart & Associates in Hawke's Bay, which is now called Stewart Financial Group. He is an authorised financial advisor and trustee for several substantial family trusts in New Zealand. He brings 47 years experience in risk insurance advice and wealth management services. As the head of risk insurance at Stewart Group and as a trusted advisor to many of our long-standing clients, Don is a busy man and he keeps us all on our toes. So welcome Don, happy 34 years to Stewart Group. How do you feel about the number 34? I'm delighted that it's 34. Um, I've had a great experience ever since I started. Never regretted uh, choosing this career. And we have made so many friends linked to our clients over these years. I'm very happy. What was it like when you reflect back to January the 27th, 1987? What was it like when you were contemplating going out on your own? Uh, slightly daunting, but um, the experience of being uh, on my own and independent has been a very, very uh, relaxing, successful decision looking back. When we started with uh, one or two secretaries and no associates to now have 20 staff, the company is going very well. And we've got a good team around us. Don, when you reflect on the history of Stuart Group over those 34 years, what was your what was the key motivation for you to leave effectively a tied agency where you were working with, say, National Mutual as a sole provider to go out on your own where you were exposed to the risks uh, and rewards uh, of being totally self-employed with no support structure? I was fortunate when I first started uh, with National Mutual uh, to uh, work with a number of senior advisors who had been around for a long time. And the feedback I got from them was that we needed to be thinking about being independent. And so I made a, a move to step away from being an aligned advisor with an insurance company and chose to become completely independent of all insurers. It meant that we still had access to all of the insurer's products, but we were independent and running our own ship completely. Reflecting on how it all started, why did you choose risk insurance as their primary um, offering 
What was your thinking around that at the time? Well, it's, it's interesting, uh, that question, because I had an interest in financial services before I came into the insurance business, and I had gone out and sought life cover on my life and knew and understood how it worked. And I think that influenced me in deciding to go in and provide advice from my own experiences to clients who needed and were looking for life insurance services. And it was about 15 to 20 years of experience in insurance. And in those days, uh, the life insurance companies were offering mainly whole of life and endowment insurance policies that matured at a time that you chose, but that was usually around 65. And after a few years, I was dealing with a number of clients whose policies were maturing, and they, because they dealt with me for a number of years, they then looked for investment advice on handling the maturing endowment policies. And that's when Stuart Group started to go into wealth management advice. Spanning 34 years, there must be, and I can certainly think of some key milestones and decisions that were made you know, prior to my time. So decisions made from 1987 through to 2000 and then decisions you and I have made together from 2000 through to today that have really shaped the business in terms of where, where we have landed. Um, perhaps you'd like to reflect on some of those that occurred uh, from the creation of the company up until the time that I came in and joined you. A really good question. I was involved and helpful in seeding as a founding advisor New Zealand's first custodial service that held portfolios of investments for investment clients. And we went into a more diversified range of services that were available to our clients. And this experience has held us in very good stead ever since due to the, the way in which our custodial service handles investments for us on our clients' behalf. We then elected to make a name change and called the company Stuart Financial Group and that was a reflection of the fact that Nick had joined the firm in 2000 and we were working together on all of these strategic changes for the firm. Certainly, that uh, that period of two thousand um, through was a, a you know an amazing period of growth for the company, both in terms of expansion and what we were doing because of some of those pivotal decisions that Don um, and also Mary, as a fellow director, had made um, in those early days of the company. Um, you know, diversifying the a range of services, embedding those in training the staff so that they understood how those worked and, and the support that's required. Because it's not just a question of um, delivering out the advice on day one, but it's following up and making sure that it actually happens and the advice is adhered to. So, so the key thing was that we had all of the investments were on that custodial platform that you, you mentioned on, which was, you know, that was uh, best of breed, best global practice. So that was phenomenal for what we were trying to do. So, so when I joined and was fortunate to um, come in in 2000, um, so we were just coming out of the, um, well, we just had the tech crash that had occurred, 
and um, you know, sadly, of course, at that stage, it was a, we, we were going to have a bit of a double dip because we had tech crash followed by 9-11. So it was a really interesting period to, um, to put through these major changes. So the first one is that, and this has been something that's been really important to the company, is that we rolled through an evidence-based approach on how we ran the investments. And that was primarily with our relationship and partnering with dimensional fund advisors, which uh, commenced in late 2001 and has been um, you know, pretty much a bedrock of how we've operated across um, all of our investments and superannuation, the form of KiwiSaver, um, there on in. Having that um, independent robustness of thought was something that, um, Don, you've always been really good at about having external mentors, both for yourself and for myself as individuals, but we wanted to take that to a company level. So in 2004, we established our first advisory board and you know we've had um, numerous um, members um, have joined and exited our advisory board over that time. And all of them have given a different flavour of uh, that governance and mentor framework that we've required as the company has evolved, and each person has left um, a legacy on what we have done as a business. You know, and and I think, well, culminating in the two thousand and twelve launch of KiwiSaver was something that some of those early advisory board members wanted us to have something at the grassroots approach. Now, of course, two thousand four. Um, KiwiSaver was just, um, in fact, I think it was like a briefing paper at government because it didn't actually happen until 2007. But in 2004, they were wanting us to deepen our approach and have a broader, uh, wider framework that we could help um, with an intergenerational play uh, with clients. So, um, so look, that advisory board has been pivotal on what we have done and will always be going forward. We think as a family business that having some independent, um, you know, it's like a think tank, and for people to be able to shoot the breeze and ask the hard questions, we think that's really important. I support your summary on the advisory board, Nick, and we, we've been so fortunate um, to be able to call on expertise, um, one of which is based in Australia, who has been one of our guiding lights on uh, our way forward to give us an insight into what's been happening in Australia with the um, administration and, re- and government requirements of financial advisors and to the extent that we've had the heads up on what's likely to happen in New Zealand mm. five to seven years before it's happened here. Mm. So it's been relatively seamless for us to accept and adopt the changes that have occurred in New Zealand over the last year or two. I also think, Dawn, another, another pivotal milestone was the in 2005 we joined the what was then called the Asset Class Investors Group, which was a kind of a, a think tank study group that was with a group of um, good fellows across New Zealand and Australia of independent financial advisors where we would meet on a six-monthly basis uh, to talk about practice management issues, um, the robustness of investment research and such like. And, it would, of course, it's moved through to the Global Association of Investment Advisors, uh, headquartered in Geneva, that we're a founding member of. Yes, it's been interesting to sit around the room with advisors who represent so many countries in the world, mm. where they share with us how they're running their practice, what any challenges are, how they resolve those challenges, and they share 
one-on-one um, -on -one experience and how their world is run from another country and that's been enlightening. Yep. And I think before we go on and talk about some of the other um, key things in their own right, such as KiwiSaver, I think the, the last big thing which kind of rounds off that kind of holistic, independent approach was from 2010 we moved to an offering on the investment of wealth side where we uh, were offering fee-only services. So that's where we receive no remuneration, not one skerrick of remuneration comes under the waterline. Now when I say under the waterline, that means that we only receive uh, remuneration um, that our clients know we're receiving. In other words, it's a fee. They've signed it off. Um, and we, we did that because we believe that one can only equate value and cost if you understand what the cost is. Whereas many people, it's pretty hard to determine what the value of something is if you actually don't really know what the true cost is. So, so that was something we felt sat really well with us in terms of our family values and our belief system. And it's interesting that, you know, you know, there we were in 2010 moving to um, a fee-only service on the investment and wealth side. And yet a number of years later, when or 2014, when we received our accreditation for CFEX, you have to be a fee-only <laughs> firm to actually get that CFEX accreditation. So it was nice that we were ahead of the curve on that one. But look, that's something that we think will become, you know, really, really big long-term uh, in financial services because, you know, we really believe that as people focus on their wealth and they're wanting sage advice, conflict-free, we think, you know, the biggest conflict is this advice that I'm receiving, how am I actually paying for it and who's paying for it? Because ultimately, the consumer pays. So our association with Dimensional has been rather pivotal, Don, do you not agree, in terms of our, you know, the growth of our um, pension side uh, and the investment? and the framework and the robustness in terms of the, of the decision making? Absolutely. They've been a guiding light. From time to time they have introduced Stuart Group to other firms in Australia and the US who they think we could learn from and that we would like to be introduced to. And you have learned so much from those firms. Yes. On reflection, you know, that depth of that relationship just thinking about some of those key milestones, you know, we've got the, you know, with Dimensional's assistance, the NZX now uh, as the headline manager, but sub-managed by Dimensional, we've got the New Zealand Core Equity Fund that we seeded. Um, there are a number of there are a number of the trusts um, where we needed a certain strategy developed, um, either for New Zealand uh, investors or certainly hedged to New Zealand dollars, <coughs> where we were able to uh, make an approach. Um, seed those vehicles and are now a cornerstone part of our framework. I'm thinking of, say, the Dimensional Two-Year Fixed Interest Trust, um, the um, Global Sustainability Trust, the Global Bond Trust, hedged to New Zealand dollars. I mean, look, each of them has, has been amazing and it's allowed us to really deepen that um, investment offering. But it's so nice to work with a reciprocal partner um, who is so focused on climate outcomes. When, when I think about those uh, you know, client outcomes, and then we think about KiwiSaver, which has been such a focus of ours since 2012. The reason I talk about 2012, it was only about three days before the end of the financial year in 2012 that we went live. 
but um, but certainly from 2000, I mean, I'm just thinking about some of the numbers. I think you know by the end of 2013, we'd gone from zero funds under management in KiwiSaver to 10 million. Now, 10 million today is like when I reflect back and think about how small those numbers are. It was really great, Dawn, to have a fellow shareholder that was prepared to put so much capital in alongside me in those early days um, because, well, you know, you, um, you know, those numbers are very, very light. Whereas, you know, when I reflect today, here we are at the start of 2021 and the KiwiSaver funds are now $140 million. Um, so, you know, it, and we've been able to assist so many people with robust planning, a proven research-based um, KiwiSaver approach. Now, I think, you know, we can be really proud of what we've done in that area. And again, you know, we have, you know, Dimensionals sitting alongside us, assisting us with how to frame that up and how we should deliver a great offering to the community. Absolutely. And what assisted that growth is the technology we are using to help support information to go to the investors. Do you find it interesting, Don, that during that 34 years, and certainly in the early start of that three and a half decade journey that you know you were expanding your services to assist clients, you know, them achieve their financial and personal goals. And over that journey, we're actually seeing now a slight contraction where we are sort of kind of the odd man out on the basis that as a firm, we actually provide holistic financial planning. Whereas we're noticing a lot of firms are actually specializing in the area of say just investment, or just mortgages or just insurance whereas for us you know it is about the client achieving their goals what do you think when I give you that frame up I agree with you and given that we hold trusteeships together under a corporate structure we get to find out even more about our clients when they're discussing with us their existing trust and their succession planning objectives and that often means that we need to ask them more questions about how well informed their accountants and lawyers are with their wishes and what sort of documents are in place to cover things like memorandum of wishes enduring powers of attorney and just their goals going forward so when when we're able to um, extract that information from them and read it and give them some advice if we think there are changes that need to be made, we do become genuinely their trusted advisor because we often know more about them than their bank do or anyone else does. So it's very positive for us to help them achieve exactly what they want. On reflection, you know, I've had uh, 34 years of experience with these clients to get to where we are now. And the last 34 years, I don't believe are going to mirror the next 40, 34 years, Nick. So what's your view on the next 34 or 40 years going forward? Well, Don, you know, my crystal ball's no better than anyone else's. Um, we all have our opinion. <laughs> but, so, um, but look, for, for me, when I think about it, it's, it's us adhering to the values we have uh, as a family. Um, I see a lot of businesses that kind of go off the rails where they lose that kind of that foundational glue that um, has been tried and tested for us for three and a half decades. So I think it's important that we always focus on um, that the client is number one. We're always trying to deliver 
the most transparent, elegant, client-based solution to assist them with their personal and financial goals. And so I think I think going forward that with the complexity of many of the cases that we now see, because if you think 34 years ago, there weren't that many blended families. There weren't, there certainly wasn't the level of debt. Entrepreneurship um, is very much alive and well in New Zealand. You know, more people are self-employed today than they were 34 years ago. Now with that comes complexity and with complexity comes the need for advice. So for us, I think we need to effectively, it means we need to stick, as I said, stick to our values, stick to our principles. But I, but I think to maintain that goals and objectives, old school financial planning, I think, uh, is going to be really, really important in terms of uh, the business um, continuing to um, create w- ripples, so to speak. And that's where you drop a pebble into the water and you assist one person, the ripples go out further than just than you expect. So if we're able to assist people, it's amazing how that ripple effect goes through the community. And I think it's really, really important that we continue to do that. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this podcast are of a general nature and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961 or visiting our website www.stuartgroup.co.nz